instead standing with the people. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And it's Monday, Trey Ware, Sean Ryma, 550 KTSA FM 1071. It is no four today. It is 5321. So enjoy May 3rd, 21. Hey, man. How you doing? Hey. Happy Monday to you. How are you? I'm great. Let's, uh, let me just run down some of these numbers here on the election, and then you can riff on us a little bit. 50,000 voters cast their ballots on Election Day. Record number of early vo- voters, so 17% of eligible voters cast a ballot. And they're all jumping up and squiggy about that. They're all happy that 17%. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. You're happy. You're happy that 17%. Okay, that's all grant. That's better than 12 but come on. You're I, jumping up and down about 17. Give me a break. It's really sad. And I, you know, and I'm not going to say who I talked to on Saturday night, just briefly, but, you know, it's, it's, it's really disheartening for folks who really want to make a change and they put a lot of effort out. And, you know, that's, that's what we consider record breaking 17%. So it was 100,000 pre uh, early voting and about 50,000 on Saturday. And, yep. uh, you know, you and I were just talking because I, I know that you got a bunch of rain and I got a bunch of rain uh, here, on the, here on the northwest side first half of the day. Mm-hmm. Do you think that ha- – because my immediate thought was, well, this is going to screw it up a little. People uh, – there may be some people who don't come out because of, the, because of this and the flash flooding. I think but so. I don't know. Um, well, it, I, I think that probably had an effect. I can't tell you what the effect is because – People had an opportunity in the morning, and a lot of the candidates were right. good about saying, go now, go now, go now, go now, go now. And then in the evening after it was over and the rain left, they were still pumping up to go after it was yeah. over with. So, I, you know, m- maybe they were able to reach out to a few people and get them out. But I, I'm just – it could have been a bright, sunshiny day, perfect mm-hmm. weather, and we'd still have crappy numbers because right. nobody here really gets into this stuff. Uh, and and really, they don't care about making a change. I, I'll say this, and you know, I can I can call my own baby ugly, right? San Antonio is my town, so I can call my own baby ugly. The, the voters in this town, they don't educate themselves. They really don't, and that's why you can have somebody. They go by total name recognition. That's why you can have somebody like Wolf, right? Mm. Name recognition, Wolf, and they just go, yeah, I know that name, okay, boom, boom, okay, check mark in Wolf, and they don't. Go study. They don't learn about what Wolf does. They don't learn about what Nirenberg does. So they see his name out of 500 listed. I think it was 13 or 14, you know, running for mayor. They see his name and go, okay, yep, it's him. I'm going to vote for him. I, I, I know the name. Go, you know, vote for the person you know the name. That's what they do here. That's San Antonio. Well, and that that sucks. <laughs> it does. That's, that's why totally. we have the leadership we have, and we get it over and over again. You know, I mean... We, you know, certainly you and I got the message out. I know Jack did, and all of us here at KTSA were putting the, putting the information out and, and reminding folks. You know, I, but unfortunately, I think you're right. And you know, it, 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 I call that you know, I'm not calling San Antonio uh, folks here in San Antonio morons, but you do know that the 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 on the national stage, the reason we have guys like Biden, the reason we have. Uh, the leadership we have right now, apart from whatever they were able to pull off as far as their shenanigans, is because of a lot of people who are low content, low information, uh, and uh, it, you know they they vote uh, one way and they vote that way every single time and they don't think about it. Uh, as far as turnout, I don't know why San Antonio is so low. I, that that is that perplexes me. It always has. Why classically, time and time again with city elections, there's a low t- there's a low turnout. I don't understand it. it. It's you know I don't know to what extent that's true in other cities of this size, but uh, you know again, I think you're right. I think the the reason a guy like Nuremberg uh, keeps getting put back in is because you know low information, low content folks just voting the name, mm-hmm. but don't complain about that pothole in the middle of your street. <laughs> well, <laughs> when they use the pothole money for something else, you know. <laughs> yeah, let, let me talk about that because I was doing that on the five to, to seven, the uh, proposition right. A. Proposition A. So here's the deal. It passed. And what this is going to allow the socialists to do is to use that money to grow the size of government and spend it on socialist projects, right? Like building homes in neighborhoods where low-income homes in nice neighborhoods, which is exactly the Biden plan. That's that's his infrastructure, building low-income homes in nice neighborhoods. Hello, Dominion. 
Uh, hello, a Stone Oak. They're going to start building low-income homes, and they're going to use infrastructure money. See, here's the deal. A city government is to do a couple of things only. That is fire, police protection, make sure you're safe, and to make sure you got roads to drive on. Well, these guys who are socialists, they don't care anything about any of that. They really don't. They want to destroy the police department. They don't care about the fire getting, you know, what they need done. They don't care about the streets. That's why you have potholes. It's it's pretty simple to see that they don't care about the streets. Just drive around a little bit. You'll see. Uh, they can't even pick oh, up the I trash. Don't, yeah. They yeah, don't even pick right. up the trash. Right. Uh, so now the the voters of San Antonio, once again, not doing the research and not knowing what where this is going to go, just gave them the okay. You don't have to spend it on streets and sidewalks. You don't have to spend it on drainage. You can do any socialist thing you want to do with the money. And, oh, bet me they're going to. Oh, you know they will. Again, they kind of take their cues from uh, the national guys and uh, look at what they're doing with infrastructure. They've redefined the word to include pretty much anything they want to spend money on. They're going to do the exact same damn thing here. You know, I mean, uh, uh, obviously they will. And I think, I think, and again, that's kind of what's depressing about the, the voter turnout is that we know that this stuff is coming. They, this is what they want to do. God knows what they're going to spend that money on as far as equity offices and justice and, you know, uh, LGBTQ, whatever the hell. You know, that's where the that's where the money's going to go. It's going to fund their pet projects. You've been screaming about this for weeks now, months, actually. And uh, you get what you don't vote for. <laughs> you get what you that's don't right. vote for. If you don't show up to vote, you can't, you know, really complain about it. I'm one of those guys. If you don't vote, you can't really complain about stuff. Yep. Uh, so you know, welcome to uh, uh, San Frantonio, as you as you call it, because mm-hmm. uh, we just gave them some more time and uh, the ability to spend that money however they want to do it. So, well, yeah, Austin Good South, all we need are the all we need the tents out there on I thirty five. I do want to mention one other thing though, because uh, w- District one, two, three, five, and nine are going into runoffs. Clayton Perry got back in in District ten. He's been the lone voice for conservatism on this city council. Uh, John Courage is not a voice for conservatism in District nine, but the guy who is running against him in the runoff, Patrick Von Dolan, is. If you put Patrick Von Dolan in there, you are going to get a true conservative. Patrick is a conservative not only politically, but in his real life. The, the real Patrick Von Dolan is a very conservative man. He's a Catholic. Uh, he is pro-life. He's pro-life Catholic. He's been involved in conservative issues in this city for a long, long time. Nobody worked harder at campaigning uh, than Patrick Von Dolan. I heard from him daily. You know, He wanted to, to talk daily about the issues that matter to people in District 9 and this city. And it would be good to get him elected on, a, on June 5th in the runoff because then you'd have two voices of conservatism. And I know what's going to happen here. I know that the mayor, because Courage votes with the mayor every time, the mayor's going to do everything he can to put all the weight behind John Courage. The mayor's going to be working the phones. He's going to be walking the streets. He's going to be calling the guys with the money to donate to John Courage. And this is the Patrick Von Dolan thing has got to be grassroots. So, people, District 9 and the entire city, this is important to the whole city, uh, turn out and help him over the finish line so that you'll have two conservative voices. And, Clayton, it's probably good for you to help him out, too. <laughs> Clayton, good old Clayton, man. I'm glad that worked out. You know, uh, yeah, we need at least one other conservative voice because, uh, as we've been describing for the past few minutes, you know, uh, with this crowd, the floodgates are open. Man. <laughs> the floodgates are open, and uh, it, yeah, they're going to be wasting a hell of a lot of money uh, in this town. But again, if you don't show up to vote, that's kind of worth the way it's going to go for you. So you're going to kind of live with <laughs> the, how the cards fall when you don't show up. I mean, 17. I keep I keep obsessing on that. 17 percent, and and reading all the articles over the weekend about how you know what a what a great turnout. Oh man, we really broke some records there. Yeah, whatever. Like we didn't have any impact. <laughs> <laughs> the hell's it matter whatever. if you got a record breaking turnout, but you still got the same silly mayor. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. Well, and I watched uh, Clayton Perry all night from the barn you? door, and it yeah. was great. It was great because as the night went on, he kept saying, I'm waiting for that phone call. I'm waiting for that phone call. Right. And then another another glass of wine. I'm still waiting for the phone call. 
Anyway, all right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back more. Warren Rhymo on the other side. Alamo Water Softeners takes care of all of your water flowing into your home. There's not much you can do about that. The water that's in, coming into your home, what you do with it after it's in your home. Now that's the difference maker. And Alamo Water Softeners does a great job. I was one of their first, uh, if not the first customer. Very close with uh, Alan Townsend. He's gone now, but the family is still owning and operating Alamo Water Softeners and doing it better than ever before. Trevor knows his stuff. And so when it comes to softening water, there's nobody better at this. Building these units right here, a unit that will keep your water soft, that does protect your pipes, your fixtures, and your appliances. And then... You don't know about the contaminants that are in the water. Some of them you can see, like floating around in the water. Others you just can't see, smell, nothing, taste. But they're there. And you want to have a water test done by Alamo Water Softeners. They're not going to try to sell you anything. This is just a water test to see if your water's good. If it's not, they'll talk to you about water filtration. They have that available to you. Alamo Water Softeners. AlamoWaterSofteners.com. Well, the KTSA AccuWeather forecast, it looks like all that mess from the weekend is gone. And this week looks good. Sunshine, patchy clouds, 91 today. Now, don't be shocked or surprised if you get a shower tomorrow morning, possible thunderstorm tomorrow morning. But then the rest of the week looks great with highs in the 80s and plenty of sunshine even into... This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. 720 now, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. It's uh, Ware and Rima, Trey Ware, Sean Rima. We do this every weekday from 7 to 9. So uh, what's up, man? What you got? You know, I was uh, looking at some of these numbers that Greg Abbott was, uh, was putting out there over the weekend uh, about our issues along the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially some comments he made yesterday on Sunday Morning Futures, on I believe that's Fox Business. And, uh, you know, he, he's an angry dude, and one of the reasons he's an angry guy is he uh, believes he has been abandoned by the president. Apparently he hasn't even, the president hasn't even spoken to him uh, about any of these issues, let alone Kamala Harris, who's, a, who's, you know, who's handling the root cause by calling Finland, as you mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. But he, he mentioned yesterday that normally for border security, the state of Texas pays about $800 million. And this year, because of this crisis, that is expected to rise to $1 billion out of uh, Texas, our, our Texas treasure, uh, to secure our border as best we can. And that's not, that doesn't include all of the costs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, and you look at this, uh, was it uh, San Diego where this boat tipped over and we've had other mm-hmm. uh, folks who have lost their lives because they're being shoved into into uh, vehicles and boats that are they're well beyond their capacity. They're throwing people into the river. They're dropping kids over over walls. And it's disgusting to me that the, the folks at the top for whom uh, whose decisions led to this can't even give the guy a call. You know, I mean, that's that's horrible. You know, turning their backs on something. It, it, the, the, the party of folks who claim that they're all about, uh, you know, protecting people and lifting people up and dreamers nah, and blah, care. blah, blah. They don't give a crap about those nah. people. They don't care. And what happens to them on a daily basis? They don't nah, care. Let them, let them die. Let them die. That's let their them die. Exactly. Sure. It, as long as I get my what I want, my political bailiwick out of this, I don't care what happens to them is the attitude that they have. Th- these deaths are on Joe Biden's watch, okay? Yeah. And he he's the cause, the ultimate cause. And I'm not saying he's personally responsible because that's a different issue altogether. But when he said during the campaign, I'm going to open it up and I want you to surge the border and I'm going to give you a free health care. Well, okay, that's the invitation right there. And and what we have going on is, uh, like you mentioned with the boat that capsized outside of San Diego, four dead, 24 in the hospital right now, could die, more could die out of this. Then you've got the 90 that were shoved into a house over in Houston that they found last Thursday. This is a border crisis, and these people, according to Henry Cuellar, who's on the team of the president, right? He's a Democrat, but he's so mad at, at Biden. Uh, Henry Cuellar said, we're, we're turning these people loose in the United States without the paperwork to come back and do their trials. Of course we are. That's the whole plan from the very beginning. And what this does, Sean, you've heard me talk about the economy. 
where in the economy right now, because of inflation, you've got all these dollars that are in the economy right now competing for very few goods because fewer people are working producing anything right now. So that causes high prices on everything. That causes inflation. Well, when you're bringing in a whole bunch of workers... You're going to collapse the middle class. That's what they're doing. They're about to collapse the middle class in the United States. They're resettling this country. Because, Sean, they're not bringing in people that are high-skilled workers in computers and AI. That's not who they're bringing in. So the whole middle class, the blue-collar middle class... In, in this country is going to collapse under the weight of this. Well, it, it, and it will care. be. And, and uh, you know, you look like uh, uh, you were saying here in San Antonio where you want to move this low-income housing around. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's all part of the same thing to turn this country basically into a blank hole. And once you turn this country into a blank hole by, by destroying the middle class, uh, then you have a whole lot of poor people living crummy lives and a whole, you know, at least a certain amount of rich people running the whole show from within the government. And you're there. You're 1984. You know, <laughs> you have arrived at the dystopian nightmare that we're always uh, uh, making fun of or, or, you know, alluding to. Because you're right. I mean, this is going to be decimating to the middle class. It's going to be decimating to the economy. It already is. And we're already struggling. Right, you know, you say, yeah, well, our local subway down the street. Now, this is a very small example, but just an example of, you know, what you're saying, and that the economy is slowed, things aren't being produced, there aren't people who can process stuff or drive trucks. Our local subway just down the street, half the time, doesn't have half their own ingredients for their sandwiches. Yep, because they can't get them shipped in, they can't get them to the store. Hundred percent. That's right. You know what I mean? And uh, I do. Uh, it's just it's just a subway sandwich place. But imagine that ripple effect happening throughout the rest of the country, and you know we're we're getting close. Yeah. And you and I both know that uh, from from a reading, uh, even a, a brief reading of history, that uh, when you tank the middle class, it's kind of the goal in, in a lot of these fascist takeovers because you kind of want everybody down in the crummy side, hundred percent, because they're easier to control when people are living crummy, right. crappy, poverty-stricken lives. Uh, if people are free and they've got money and they're out living their free money-filled lives, you can't control them. There's nothing right. you can do. But if they are down at the bottom, now they're wards of the state, as it were. They don't have any choices. They can't afford to go buy chicken. They can't go to the chicken restaurant because there's not, not enough people working to make chicken. Uh, the gasoline shortage is coming this summer. Prepare for it, guys. I'm telling you, gasoline shortage is coming this summer. Get ready. It's coming because there's not enough truck drivers to deliver gasoline to the state. And if you can't get it to the station, you can't get it in your car. So it's stuff like this that's happening. So the point is, you hear us talk about these things, you may think, well, God, it's it's the end of the world. It's just it's it's hopeless. It's helpless. Uh, let's eat, drink, and be merry, and cash out at the end of the day because you know I you know, might as well. But th- th- this is this is the bottom line when you hear us do these stories. Elections matter. This was not happening last year. This was not going on the year before. Last year and the year before, people were going to work. People were getting up every day. They were they, the year, year before the pandemic hit. They were going to work and they were having uh, you know the benefits of their labor and the fruits of their labor. It is time to start talking about the midterms, Sean. To start hounding people about the midterms and start talking to everybody you know to put conservatives back in control in the midterms. This we we won't survive eight years of this. We won't. No, we just we won't. won't. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, you know, in a sad way, in a no, tragic I know, way. No, I know. I understand. But we won't. The midterms are ultimately important. That's the last stopgap we have. Stopgap we have before it, these folks just have complete reign. They can do whatever they want, and and you, we're seeing what they want to do right now, and they're trying to get as much of it done, obviously, before the midterms. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's going to be one of those things where we always say when, a, when an election rolls up, well, this is the most important election. Well, this one coming up yeah. is really sort of <laughs> is, yes, <it> is. <laughs> as far as the country you're going to live in. If you want to uh-huh. live in an S-hole that's run by the government or if you want to the, if, if live in the United States of America, you know, it's going to be that important. 
We're going to take a break. When we come back on the other side, we're in Rima. We'll talk about horses a little bit. All right, that's coming up here on KTSA. We'll talk about Pecos Fence Company, the best in San Antonio. Cedar privacy fencing, chain link, ornamental steel, they do it all. If your fence suffered damage in the storms, you give them a call at 210-655-5656. Your friends at Pecos will come out. They'll repair your fence. They'll put a new fence up for you, or they'll sell you the materials that you need to do the job yourself and save the labor costs. They can do all of it for you. So if you had some fence damage, and I saw some pictures on TV and online of people that did have fence damage, fences blown over in the in the wind and all that. Hey, no worries. Don't worry about it. Just call that number at Pecos Fence Company and tell them what you got. They'll even do a contactless uh, estimate, free estimate for you, where they come and look at it and tell you what it's going to cost through the email. You don't even have to see anybody, all right? That's Pecos Fence Company, most experienced fencing company in San Antonio at 210 65 San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And it's 7.36. It's Ware and Rima on 550 KTSA FM 1071. We do this every uh, weekday morning, 7 to 9. Uh, w- one thing I, I did on Saturday, i got to tell you about this, Sean. Um, all that rain that was going on Saturday afternoon... And I was reading some stories about the Kentucky Derby, right? And I'm right. not a big horse race guy. I'm a NASCAR guy and a football guy, right? right. And uh, so I'm reading some stories about it. And it says in the story there was controversy over the song My Kentucky Home because, you know, it's 100 years old. It had to be racist, right? It had to be. Of course. Hey, somewhere along the line, you know, they sang it 100 years ago, so it must be they, they hate all blacks. The song hates all blacks or something, right? <laughs> so... There's been this cancel movement to get rid of the song. Well, the Kentucky Derby people said, <laughs> we ain't getting rid of the song. We're keeping it. We're going to play it. So I told Nancy that. She said, oh, we're so watching. <laughs> we're going to give them our click. <laughs> right. Let's give them our click, man. We're going to give them our click, They're man. Get some clicks from us. Because, <laughs> you know, the deal is this is the way this stuff gets stopped. This crap all of this cancel culture, the only way you're going to stop it is stand up. So we turned it on. And they did a whole day, right, at 11 a.m. Right. till. The race was at 6 p.m., but they had a whole day. So we turned it on about 1 o'clock and just left it on all day. Okay, there was no politics. None of the horses kneeled. I kept waiting for a horse to kneel down. <laughs> None of them took a knee. <laughs> Put a hoof in the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> didn't happen. None of the jockeys kneeled. They all were just standing there doing their thing, man. None of the trainers did anything stupid. Nobody talked politics. And it came time for the Kentucky Derby at 6 p.m., and Mike Tirico says... Uh, hey, here's the deal. There's been a little bit of controversy over my Kentucky home. Well, we're going to play it anyway. It's coming up next. They came back. They played the song. Uh, this girl by the name of Tori Kelly sang the national anthem, and it was the best rendition I've ever heard of that song. Wow. She killed it. It was awesome. And then they had the race. And then after the race, they talked to the guys who won. They also ran. The only thing they didn't have was politics. Awesome. Wow. It was great. You know, they better start picking up on this, <laughs> you know, because uh, it, it's uh, especially with sports. And you and I have talked about this for a while. I'm not nearly as big a sports guy as you are, but I like baseball. And, you know, I used to like I used to like watching the Spurs, but pop really just kind of killed that for me. You know, it's such a turnoff. It's it's like the 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 political themes running through, uh, you know, the TV shows and the, and the new movies. You, you can't get away from it. And the thing is, people go to movies or watch movies and watch the Kentucky Derby and watch sports to get away from it, to take a break. You know, uh, that's what it's all about. And there used to be, uh, uh, especially when it came to sports, uh, a unifying feeling or a unifying theme in that sense that, you know, football isn't a Republican sport or a Democrat sport or baseball isn't a Republican sport or a Democrat sport. You know, everybody across the board enjoyed watching this stuff. And they just killed it with the politics. And I I don't know why they think people will listen to them more if it's just an unrelenting message through all programming on all events. You know, it it really just turns people off, as as, uh, the sporting world has seen with football and basketball. Basketball's at its lowest rated uh, year, I think, in the history of the NBA. Basketball in San Antonio. Nobody's watching. Yeah. You know, there's like two guys watching. That's about, <laughs> you know, yeah. I think I know both of them. You know, beyond that, yeah. there's just, there's, you know, it's a huge turnoff. So good on the Kentucky Derby. You know, I, I think I think we, we need more of that. You said this a minute ago. We need more of that against the woke culture. 
where people just say, who cares, forget you. We're going to do it our way, or I'm going to do it my way, or what have that, you. That's what you got to do. Yeah, and, you got to stop. When you, right. And then when you see them do that, you got to support them with the click. Because the click, when you turn the TV on, they get a rating point for it, right? right? When you turn on their show. So you've got to support them. Like Nancy said, hey, click it on. Let's go. Let's watch this thing because we're going to support the fact that they're standing up to the cancel culture. Um, NASCAR is an example. They've got this whole diversity program going on. And I am not, I I have no problem with them having a diversity program. That's great. Uh, You know, good. Let's welcome people of all different looks and everything else into NASCAR. Car. That's awesome. But that's all they talk about in the pre-race. They keep going back mm. to Bubba Wallace. Let's talk more about Bubba Wallace. Let's talk about the news. Let's talk about Bubba Wallace. They talk about the girls that they're bringing along in racing. we got these girls. And I, but that's all they talk about. Mm. Can we please talk uh, talk about the sport You know, a little bit? So here's what I do. I find out when the race starts, and I turn on the television then. I don't turn on for any of the pre-race stuff because I know what it's going to be. It's all going to be that woke, cancel culture crapola that I'm just sick and tired of because it's every like you said it's everywhere everywhere that's why i only watch old stuff on tv anymore you gotta go back to the right. era before there was all this crap because it's everywhere if you, if you don't you know and, and the problem with the woke crowd is and why it's i think it's so unrelenting is that there's two forces at play you're either doing it out of ego in other words if you're a sports guy Hey, I'm not just some sports guy. Look at what I know about politics. Look at me. And, uh, look at me, and I'm so ava- advanced and evolved. Or you're doing it out of fear because you don't, you don't want to be targeted by those people. So it's kind of self, to me, it's like this self-generating weirdness that you're either engaged, people are, folks are either engaging in, uh, beyond all reason, either out of fear or pure ego or maybe a mixture of both. I don't know. But, you know, at least we could agree for once, for once, we ag- I agree with Caitlyn Jenner, who oh, yeah. uh, took a stand, <laughs> you know, in his heels, took a stand uh, against uh, or protecting uh, female sports. He said, it's not fair. They're, they're physically different. Men are physically different than, than women. 100%. Oh, my God. Has he been targeted, or she, shim, uh, throughout the whole weekend? Oh, he's a traitor to the transgendered community, and oh, put a knife in my back, and all this. Just all weekend long, they went off, and and, and uh, it's like you and I say quite often, uh, the the whole transgendered movement, especially in sports, has really put liberal pukes at odds with themselves hmm. because it goes against the feminist agenda uh, uh, in a big way, you know. So suddenly, you have to argue for the rights of men over women. In sports and Jenner knows that because well he's been both so you know he mm-hmm. <laughs> right he, he's been a dude and a woman you know so we kind of understand well he's an athlete he understands the physical differences he says it's not fair it's just not, it's fair. not fair it's not fair but the people who are always claiming to be about fairness don't care <laughs> no, 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 because it's, it's, it's a political issue for them, and they've they've just about destroyed girls' athletics, which Title IX was designed to uh, to keep. Hey, Johnny Crawford passed away over the weekend. Some may oh, yeah. remember Johnny Crawford from The Rifleman. You were talking about old uh, television shows. That's one I see almost every day. He was a Musketeer before he was on The Rifleman, yep. and he actually won uh, some Emmys and what have you for being Best Supporting Actor in a Television Series, The Rifleman as uh, uh, Chuck Connors' son in the rifle. and uh, I, I was telling everybody on Friday, on Saturdays, on Memory Television, MeTV, they have all the old Western shows, and I sit and watch that stuff. And I make my wife watch it, too. Well, well you know what? They, <laughs> they have it at 2 o'clock. They play it at 2 o'clock in the oh, wagon day, train yeah. at 3 o'clock. So. Right. Well, KTSA and Kitchen Design by Giovanni presenting Serving Those Who Serve. You can win a complete kitchen, a shower makeover for nominating an active or retired service member. Just go to KTSA.com to enter. It's presented in part by Quarter Moon Plumbing Heat and AC, the Institute for Functional Health, and Helen's Money Team Guild Mortgage. Check it out right now, KTSA.com. I want to say about my friends over at Bridgehead IT. Your IT company, no matter what your company is, no matter how large or small your company is, look, 
It's all about improving your bottom line, making it better, and Bridgehead can do that with their IT services. They're real problem solvers. Uh, you can call them at any time for a problem you may be having with your IT, and they get on it. They get on it right then from where they are, or they come to your business if necessary to get on it. And they really are the leaders in cybersecurity. I know a major company that just went through ransomware, and it's going to take them a long time and a lot of money to clean up the, 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 the ransom that happened to them. Uh, you don't have to sit there and let that happen to your business. Cybersecurity is the number one issue that companies are dealing with right now. And if you don't have a great company like Bridgehead IT heading up your cybersecurity, you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit one day, and you're not going to be ready. So call Bridgehead IT today to improve your bottom line with a real IT company that can solve problems for you, effective, smart IT solutions. That's Bridgehead IT, 210-477. For River City Oral Surgery. Five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one Trey Ware Sean Rima it's Ware and Rima you got something for this segment man yeah you know it, it's uh, I heard you talking about the uh, the Snow White thing at Disneyland uh, <laughs> you know wow that evil loves first kiss how horrible <laughs> you know I saw oh. this I I just can't it's it's making me crazy so in San Francisco. Uh, or the the Disneyland is in what Los Angeles, yeah, and uh, it's a smaller of the two, as as I remember correctly. I've actually been to Disneyland once, mm-hmm. and they have a brand new Snow White and the Seven Dwarves uh, thingy where you ride through it, right? And they got all mm-hmm. the animatronics, and they got cool all the high tech laser stuff. You've seen it's it's Very apparently cool. really really cool, mm-hmm. and uh, they get to the end, of course, and it's no, it's you know. And uh, to to wake her up from that poison damn apple, uh, Prince Charming's going <laughs> to lean on down and lip lock with her. Uh-huh. And uh, that's upsetting people. It's upsetting people, according to the San Francisco, uh, one of the Chronicle. San Francisco paper, Chronicle, uh, mm-hmm. saying uh, he, gives, he takes that kiss without her consent. A kiss <laughs> he gives to her without her consent. She's, un- she's unconscious. Uh, without her consent, while she's sleeping, which cannot possibly be true love, if only one person knows it's happening. Uh, I've heard this before. We've heard this about Snow White before. The, the movie itself, oh. the cartoon, which is beautiful, you know, one of the most gorgeous awesome. works of animation ever. Walt did it himself. Walt yep. did it himself. There's a lot of ro- he's rotoscoping for the first time. It was just a really beautiful movie. But I remember, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe a, a while ago, a year or so, a year and a half ago, they were complaining about the first kiss then too. Oh yeah, because she can't give her consent. Mm-mm. It's like it's for little kids, man. <laughs> it's for little the adults in the room are the ones having a problem here. It is pathetic, Sean. It's a Sean. fable. I, I, I have a very close connection, as you well know, to Disney stuff, right? right. Uh, and so I've, I've been there probably, I don't know, to, to Florida 60 times, I guess, something like that, and uh, and to California a number of times. It was just in California right before the pandemic hit. And right. uh, this is an awesome ride. It really is cool. They have one in Florida, too, that's a little bit... Uh, different, but pretty much the same. And all of the Disney movies at the end, the charming prince, he always kisses her while she's asleep and wakes her up. I mean, this is just how it worked back then. Well, no, we can't do that because that just, he's stealing a kiss and she didn't say yes to the kiss. She didn't kiss. Well, she's a, she's knocked out by the poison. What do you want? She done ate a Rewrite poison damn movie? apple. She, right, she, <laughs> she ate a poison God. damn apple and she's knocked uh. out. She's going to stay that way unless the dude kisses her. Right. You know, you're a grown-ass adult. Relax, man. Jeez. They can't. See, yeah. here's the thing. I truly believe these folks wake up every day, probably around noon or 1 o'clock, and they go, whose life can I make miserable today? Because, look, most of us are not even worried about Snow White getting kissed by some dude. That's not on my radar screen. I'm trying to pay the bills. I want to keep a roof over my head. I ain't worried about this. This is jackass stuff. I want love's first kiss on my mortgage, man. I don't sit there and worry about Snow White. She's a damn cartoon. Uh, Yes. Exactly. Oh, it contributes to rape culture. You know, it's like, no, it doesn't. That's what they say. 
That's yes. what they say. That's it right there. And they're full of crap. So, uh, but, but they've already, I mean, they've already uh, prevailed on them. And, and keep in mind, you're talking about a handful of people. So they have prevailed on the massive company that is Disney, because Disney's all woke, right? They've prevailed <laughs> on them. Disney is reworking a lot of their rides. The Jungle oh, Cruise? Oh, Are well, they? that's racist, isn't it? You gotta have a Jungle Cruise, right? That's a racist mm-hmm. thing there. Or, uh, Splash Mountain, because it was from Song of the South, so we gotta rework that. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna name uh, theme Splash Mountain after the only uh, black um, princess that they have. So they're gonna change Splash Mountain all around. And now you know, you and I talked about it when they did it. They're canceling the Muppets. They put in the thing on the f- front of the Muppet Show, going, "Oh, these guys are really like sexist, evil Muppets, really racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's a evil Muppet. Muppets." How is it? You know what? And you know what? None of these people could ever answer for me. You know, I, you and I, our generation, we grew up with all this stuff. We grew up with Snow White and Sleeping Beauty and the Muppets and Looney Tunes and all this cool stuff. And we didn't turn out to be racist, violent rapists like everybody says. You're so, it'll it'll turn oh. kids into this. It'll turn them into that. Well, how come it didn't turn us into that? Do you know Correct. what I mean? We, because maybe even as kids, we were able to separate reality from from fantasy, you know, and realize, hey, I'm watching a damn cartoon, you know. It, you know what it was? It's pathetic, because it is. It's the you adults the in the room. What? Yeah. We had engaged parents. That's the right. difference. We had engaged parents. We had godly parents, and they cared, and they taught us right from wrong. So they they showed us what was fantasy and what was reality, and that's how we learned. And today, that that rarely exists seemingly in our yeah. culture. I, I just don't think. See, here's what I think. I, I think these numbers of these idiots who are out there running around and prevailing on these companies i think the the number is actually small i believe that there's not that many of them but they're vocal they scream a lot they make a hell of a lot of noise and so these companies go okay all right don't hurt us don't hurt us you know if i was disney i i you know what i'd tell them if i was disney i well, yeah. you're right. Yeah. But, you know, as far as you folks who, who just are now all up in arms about love's first kiss, that's only because oh, you've never God. had love's first kiss. <laughs> These are people who have been burned, Trey. These are people who that's don't true. know the flower of love, and so uh-huh. they, they are bitter and angry people. No one ever kissed me after I ate a poison apple, you know, and so they're, right, they're all... Right. They're just yeah. taking it out on the rest of us. But, you know, well, Prince Charming didn't do nothing to you, man. Neither did Snow I, White. I watched a lot of Westerns and stuff growing up, and I don't go out shooting 26 bullets <laughs> out of a uh, out of a six-shooter. I've never been able to do that. <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick break for the top of the hour news when we come back. UFOs is a mm. big thing right now, and so are Oreos. Okay. We'll talk about both of those. Coming right back, we're going to pull out all the stops to... Uh, help John Courage during this runoff. He's going to be hitting the phones. He's going to be hitting the phones to raise money for him. He's going to be hitting the phones to raise votes for him. He's going to be walking the streets. He wants John Courage in there. So, folks, I'm just putting it this way to you. Uh, If you want another conservative where you're going to be able to fight back at least a little bit on some of these things that they are attempting to do with San Frantonio, then you put Patrick Van Dolan in there, Van Dolan, in District 9. You put Patrick in District 9, he will represent conservative views for you. You'll have two. Clayton will finally have some help. <laughs> well, Clayton's been all alone in this fight for so Poor long, guy. man. And, he, and he's, you know, and he's such a good guy. He really is. And he, and, he you, know, is. you and I have both known him for a number of years. And he's, uh, he, he, uh, he is the lone voice of reason. And you know, it, 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 he's actually you know, if you think about it, uh, different issues that we that he's had to debate against uh, from the city council. He's been mocked, oh, you know. The Nuremberg oh. has uh, has been condescending to him on occasion, you know, uh, about golf games and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's give uh, Clayton some company at least. I mean, I I, I have no idea how that's going to go because again, we, we we're celebrating. 17 percent turnout you know in, in this election which was a record breaker uh so i don't know i, I hope it goes that way and, and again clayton gets uh, at least one other voice backing him up but uh who knows i don't know man i'm just a well, bit disappointed about the the turnout Oh, the turnout's terrible. Uh, there's nothing to celebrate on 17%. I know they are. They're jumping up and down. Oh, we got 17%. Well, yeah, that's better than 12, but come on. <laughs> give me a break. Um, 
which which means I don't know how many voters there are, but that means you know do the math yourself. Eighty three percent decided to sit home. Eighty three percent of registered voters did not vote. That maybe that's how we should say it. Maybe that's how we should say it. That's a more impactful way of putting it. Eighty three percent of all registered voters in this town did not go vote. That's, that's the way to how say we it. should frame it. That's the way to frame it because then you see sort of the ugly side of it. Eighty three percent. Is that the correct math? That is the correct math, isn't it? I yes. would think. I mean, I'm not a yeah. I'm not a math head, but it seems to be roughly around there. I mean, you know, seventeen percent voted. Ho- right. So anything hovering around eighty percent is is uh, of folks not showing up is horrible. Think about because that. you have to. I mean, you have to ask why. I mean, because look, we we could sit here and, and and talk about our thoughts as to why somebody would vote for somebody like Nuremberg or would vote for uh, some of these liberals in these districts. Because again, I'm sorry, they're low content folks. They tend to vote on name recognition, as you mentioned, uh, which is why classically San Antonio gets uh, these mayors that get locked in there and you can't get them out. You can't shake them loose. Uh, but you know, what, what of the eighty odd percent that didn't go at all? I mean, what is that? These is it? The, some of these people are you, people who know what's going on and do follow this stuff. So why didn't they turn out? You know, and it's pretty right, and it's pretty interesting when you think about Ron Nirenberg is going to be the mayor over a city where eighty percent of the registered voters didn't come out. I mean, think about that for a minute. He couldn't. <laughs> right. He couldn't energize. Enough, you know, he energized, he energized enough to win. Maybe they packed the field with people so that he was the one with the name recognition and they just picked him out of a huge, was it 13 were competing? 13 or 14 were competing for mayor? I mean, come on, give me a break. This, you know, these are all these political little games that they play. But, Ron, 80% of registered voters, 83, stayed home. They didn't well, even go out. Right. And, and the, you know, so it's not like it's a huge win. Look, that, that no, crowd. No, it's and embarrassing. You, we talk about this every city election. That crowd requires a low voter turnout. They oh, of course. need people to not turn out to vote. That's the only way they maintain this stuff. You know, and uh, and that's the sad part about it because that means we could do something about it, and we just don't. And I'm saying right. collectively, we San Antonio, 83 sure. percent didn't vote at all. Why? I mean, that's just what I. You had early voting, right? You know, I mean, I'm one of the laziest, most slow-moving mammals you'll ever meet in your life, and I early voted. You know, I got out and voted. What hey, is man. going on? The sloth is a speedster. Okay, I'm just saying. Compared to compared to <laughs> hey, Sean, we get there, man. <laughs> it's all oh, compared to me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm you know, saying. I I'm a procrastinator. I'm the kind of guy who'll put. Hey, if I can put it off till tomorrow, I'll put it off till tomorrow. But even I made it out to vote, and uh, you know, yeah. I just I, I don't understand the 83. percent That's what I truly don't don't understand, and we should frame well, it that way from now on. That's let, let's do it because that's that's the way it is. It's 83 percent did not go. Now think about that. Think about how until this election, it was eighty-eight percent that wasn't going. Almost ninety percent. Almost ninety percent. Right. Right. We're not going to vote here in San Antonio and inside of Loop Four Ten. So, um, Courage and Van Dolan uh, or Von Dolan. I keep saying my apologies to him. Um, that's going to be the one that's going to be key, guys. It's going to be really important. Now, on Proposition A, um, I think it was a huge mistake to say yes to A because they've already showed their socialist stripes downtown. They have a plan for this city that's not based on what municipal government is supposed to do. Municipal government is is not there to fight BLM wars for BLM and stand there and say, this is my GD city, baby! You know, that's not what municipal government's about. That's not it. Right. And it's not there to do all this woke uh, social justice takedown statues. That's not what municipal government is about. That's not what it's supposed to do. It, it's not about trying to remove the white guys on the cenotaph so we can tell a different story at the Alamo. That's not what it's supposed to do. You maintain the roads so people can drive on them. You make sure you got great fire and police, and a lot of them, so it's safe. And by the way, I heard that after the baseball game the other night at Wolf Stadium, ten cars were stolen. So yeah, we need we need good cops, and we need a lot of good cops all over the streets of San Antonio. And so uh, Proposition B would have started to 
get rid of uh, the cops step by step. But now in Proposition A, which passed, uh, they're going to be able to spend the money on anything they want to spend it on. So they'll be able to do all this, you know, liberal left-wing crapola that they have been dying to do. Now they'll be able to do it. Well, it's our own little mini swamp, so they conduct themselves in the same way the big swamp does. Uh, you know, we talked last hour about the infrastructure bill that Biden wants to get, and it's you know, most, not, I think, all but 6% of it actually has to do with infrastructure stuff because they've redefined 6%. infrastructure. It's the same thing here. Same thing here. We have an equity office. Why do we have an equity office? Is there a, 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 is, is San Antonio just, you know, stupid with raci- racism and racial violence? No. 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 One of those non-racist towns I've ever lived in in my life, and I've lived in some really, really, really racist towns. But yet we put out money to staff something called an equity office. I don't know what they do, uh, you know, in that equity office. Uh, I, I don't, do they have potluck dinners? Redistribute I mean, I, wealth. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Redistribute, Redistribute wealth. You know? wealth. So more of that. That's what you'll see. Because you've heard the rhetoric out of Nuremberg for these past couple of years. His primary focus is climate change and social justice. Those are the two things that he gives a crap more about than the pothole that, you know, broke your axle last week. You know, that's what's going to be happening. More of that. You know, now they have all, there's nothing preventing them from using these bond issues, these bond money to do whatever the hell they want to do. And they're going to do it. Of course they are. And one of the things they're going to do is they're going to take this money, your money, along with the federal money, and they're going to build low-income housing in really nice neighborhoods. <laughs> and and right. here's, here's the thing about it, Sean. Here's the thing. Most people won't even know it's coming until they come home one day, and there's right. this little building sitting next door. And they pull in, and they go, hey, Mama, what's that? What 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 did they just build over there? What's and she says, over there? I don't know, but there's some really strange people coming and going, you know, that kind of thing. And they won't even know. They won't even know what these people are going to do to them and how they're about to lower their property value, crash their property values. Totally See, that's crash the thing about it. Values. I mean, you know, it's it's not about, you know, people who live in low-income housing. It's the idea that you got to force this diversity on everybody else. And that, you know, as a homeowner now, obviously I am very concerned about property values. Absolutely. You, you kill you the value of people's homes who have invested years of their lives into these things. To, uh, I have, to, uh, and the, you know, it's horrible. I have no problem with low-income people living in nice neighborhoods. You know, get it, get better, better your value to, to work, to, to employers and whatever, and make more money and go buy a home and live in a, in a nice neighborhood. Go do it. That's no problem. That, that's the American way. Working your way up the ladder. But socialism is all about the other way. It's called bringing people down. And then you've got this big gap. You have the Jeff Bezos of the world and then everybody else down here. And that's exactly where they're headed with all this. And it's happening in San Antonio, Texas, guys, right here in your back door. This is not stuff that's going on in D.C. It's happening right here. And this is why elections matter. So if 83% of registered voters are not going to be bothered with turning out, you get the city you, you asked for, baby. This is, this is the city. And I'm, I'm saying this to the city. I'm not saying it to our specific listeners, understand, because they, oh, yeah. they do. They're engaged. I'm talking about the city. You get the city you asked for. And that means low income housing in your neighborhood that's going to drag down your property values. That means more people leaving uh, middle class and going to the lower class. You got all kinds of changes they're going to hit you because the woke crowd, they were able to squeak this one out. And they got socialists down there. That's why it's so important when we talk about District 9 and the runoff. You better win that one. You better. Well, yeah. It, it, you know how this stuff goes because you're right. I don't think people really, people don't really see this until it hits them personally somehow. You know what I mean, and so when they're when you're the, you've been uh, investing in your home for all these years, and your property values go down because all of a sudden there's, you know, this high rise, low income uh, building in your neighborhood. You know, you know. First off, if you complain, uh, you, the first thing you're going to hear from guys like Nuremberg is, "Well, you're just racist, or you just hate poor Correct. people." Correct. <laughs> Correct. That's right. You know, you just don't like poor people because you're a hater. I mean, that's exactly how they operate. It's never their sure. fault, you know. So well, they say it about us. They said about you and me. Well, of course they do. <laughs> yeah. If they don't call me a racist on on any uh, given day, I figure I'm you know not doing my job. So 
That's right. <laughs> trigger them. Better kick it up a little bit. I'm the same way. All right. Quick break. We'll come right back. More Warren Rhyme on the other side. Safe showers for you to be safe. Safe showers would do it for you every time. A safe shower is a big difference maker. A designer walk-in shower. This is not an overlay, by the way, where they come in and put something on top of what you already have. No, no, no. They're expert installers from San Antonio. The whole company is right here. They come in. They remove what you have now, your shower and tub that you have now, and they put in your safe shower that you designed. So it's got the grab bars that you want. It's got the color that you want. It's got the texture that you want. It has the low step-up entry. has the non-slip floor. And people always used to think, well, these uh, these safe shower things, they're for old people, right? So the old people don't slip and fall. No. You would be shocked at how many young people slip and fall in the shower and they have an injury for the rest of their lives. It does happen. So get a safe shower today. Find out about safe showers. You know, they got half-off installation or, I love this one, 18 months, no down payment, no payments, and no interest. So you can get your safe shower today, use it for 18 months, boom, use their money. Safe showers, 210-655-1111. Well, your KTSA AccuWeather forecast is going to look good this week. It really will. The humidity is going to start going down. It's humid today, but it's going to start going down as the week goes on. So 91 today, the chance for rain tomorrow morning, and then we're right back to 82, and Wednesday 82 as well, and the weekend is already looking Hey, this is David Van Camp. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Well, KTSA and Kitchen Design by Giovanni presenting Serving Those Who Serve. You can win a complete shower makeover for nominating an active or retired service member. Just go to KTSA.com to enter. It's presented in part by Quarter Moon, Plumbing, Heat, and AC, Institute for Functional Health, and Helen's Money Team Guild Mortgage. Check it out right now, KTSA.com. Yeah, this is one I just wanted to throw at you, man, because this is just... The, and, and Greg Abbott, you, you were talking about how earlier he was he's not a happy camper. Well, he's really not a happy camper with Gary O'Connor, Chairman of the Lamar County Democrat Party. He wrote on uh, Facebook after Tim Scott gave the rebuttal last week and did such a great job, right? I mean, <laughs> yes, we could vote for him for president. Well, it, oh, yeah. now all of a sudden the lefties don't like Tim Scott, and they used to, they called him the N-word last week. The lefties did. You know, the whole crowd that says uh, everybody yeah. else is racist, they called him Uncle Tim and all these other things. Well, this guy, this Gary O'Connor, chairman of the Lamar County Democrat Party, says, well, Tim Scott's a little more than a, this is a quote, okay, a little more than an Oreo with no real principles, right? So the post now has been taken down because that's what cowards do. You know, they say something smart-ass like this, and then immediately they got to take it down. And so uh, Governor uh, Abbott said this is disgusting, hateful, completely unacceptable. He should uh, apologize to Senator Tim Scott, and then the Texas Democrat Party should censor him. The Urban Dictionary defines Oreo, for those who don't know, this is a quote, term for African-Americans that the black community is generally offended with for betraying their roots, usually for dating Caucasian girls, dressing too white, talking too white, etc. The term is branded Oreo since they are black on the outside, white on the inside. And so this guy was was saying that about him. Now, first of all, they are not going to censor him. They're not going to give any trouble. He's not going to remove him from his post in the Democrat Party because the Democrats can say anything they want and they have the cover. In fact, he's still on Twitter. His account's still active on Twitter. But you turn that around and you have a Republican say that about a black Democrat and look out. Oh, oh, look out. And that's what makes me want to vomit. What a racist piece of crap. I mean, you know, that, these are the people who uh, can't shut up in their sanctimonious, with their sanctimonious preaching about tolerance and diversity and racism, and yet they are almost always the racist in the room. He called him an Oreo. You're a class act, buddy. You know, I mean, so it, there's it, this is what I always ask these folks, and you never get an answer. But somebody please explain to me, yeah, seriously, explain to me how having in your head the idea that a black person should only ever vote Democrat and should only ever uh, espouse liberal policies and not think of their own, explain to me how that's not racist. Oh, you know, They can't oh. because it's absolutely freaking racist. 
<laughs> and how many times have the Democrats said to blacks, and you talk about racists, how many times they said, when a black has voted with Republicans instead oh. of Democrats, you're, you're off the plantation. You remember that? You remember those oh, yeah. comments that the Democrats are? You're off the plantation. Oh, my God. You're a token. How ugly yeah. and racist. Yes. And, and they, they're, I mean, they're just absolutely horrible people when it comes to racism. They are the, they are the biggest racists. The Democrats well, in the room that are doing that, they're the big, they're big Bigger racists than I've seen, and bigots than I've seen anywhere. Well, you know, l- look at all the uh, uh, things about elections and voting. You know, I mean, the, the the basic premise of the idea that requiring a black person have a photo ID to vote in an election is that black people can't get it together enough to get a photo ID. I mean, at the heart of that is an incredibly racist stereotype. Or, or you got to have all these expanded hours because they're on people of color time and they can't get there before the polls close. So it's racist to have the polls close at a certain time. Tell me that's not racist. You know they're what it is too. Horrible people, man. You know what it is too. It's it's not only racist, but it's also treating them like children. Yes, it's you treating vote the way them... we tell you to vote. Yeah, you know. Okay, we know you're you're okay, little child. You can't go get an ID. Yes. You can't show up on we'll voting day you. and stand in line. Right. We can't expect you to stand in line when we had guys die on Normandy Beach, right? So that you could stand in line. We can't we can't inconvenience the children. No, that's not inconvenience the children. The hell with that. Get your butt out of bed. Go get a job. Get an ID. And on election day, go stand in line and vote for the person you want to lead this are the people you want to lead this country knock it off i'm so my belly's so full all this crap sean whether it's the racist thing or whether it's treating adult grown adults like they're little bitty children they can't do this makes me crazy totally nuts. well and tim scott's story is one that should be celebrated you bet and, and 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 used as a point of inspiration for young people uh, look, look at it again. As he, my favorite line from last week: My grandfather, in one lifetime, saw his family go from cotton to Congress. Okay, that you tell somebody, some young kid, you can do whatever you want, but you got to do it. Is the most positive, healthy, healthiest thing you can say to anybody, no matter what their skin color is. But especially right. if you're black, especially if you come into the world in some crummy circumstances, you know, the, the, the message on the other side of it from a guy like Biden and from everybody else uh, on that side is, you well, but slavery and Jim Crow are still just keeping you down and you need us to get you out of that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. don't think about it. Just vote Democrat, okay? You know, and then it, they get in office, they don't do a damn thing for him. That's why they all went over to Trump uh, in this last yep. election. Trump and the Hispanic community because he actually created opportunities for them and said, you can do this, you know, and uh, that's the first time they'd heard that from a serious politician in a, in a long time, in generations. Hey, it's a bunch baby. of crap, man. I can't or the mid- What a terms. bunch of crap. The midterms are coming, baby, so hang in there. We'll take a quick break for the news. Come right back. More Warren Rima on the other side. We're talking about UFOs. They're real, apparently. <laughs> anyway, that's coming up. BSG, a big summer savings at BSG right now. You got one of those doorbells with the, okay, good, and it's got the camera. Well, here's what happens with a lot of those that you buy at the big box stores or something like that. It picks up little dogs as well as humans, and so you get buzzed every time a raccoon or a little dog walks across your driveway. And sometimes you don't get buzz when a human's standing there. So, no, uh-uh. The, the ones at BSG on these video doorbells, they have video analytics. What that does is it picks up the humans and all the little stuff gets rid of, right? So you, you don't want to be awakened every time the cat walks across the driveway at 3 a.m. But if the big dude walks across the driveway at 3 a.m., uh-huh, now you want to know, and that's what their doorbells do. By the way, they're touchless doorbells. In the era of COVID and all that with germs, people don't want everybody touching their doorbell. Cool. You get within a couple of inches, rings the doorbell. It's awesome. And BSG has this. And all the other smart home technology for your home comes from the best in the business, San Antonio's only BSG. Jim Davis has got a great team ready to talk with you today. Integrity and the highest value from BSG, 210-877. Morgan KTSA News. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Trey Ware, Sean Ryma, 550 KTSA FM 1071, and we're always here uh, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9. I'm going to be out tomorrow. Sean's got the show by himself, and I'll be back on Wednesday. Hey, man, um, just let me toss this real quick, and then you can riff on something else. Um, 
USO, USO, UFOs are really becoming a big deal, and I think that this report that's coming out before the end of June is going to have some pretty groundbreaking information in it for us. This uh, whistleblower guy uh, by the name of uh, Lou Elizondo been working at the Pentagon. He was in charge of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Saturday, the New York Post had a long article from him about him and what he discovered while he was there, what he can say. He signed all kinds of NDAs, so it's hard for him to talk about everything, right? right. But then again, they're going to come out with this report before the end of June, and it seems like they're softening us up, getting ready to tell us, yes, UFOs are real. So, And here's what he's saying. Uh, and, and the story today is that there have been 245 new UFO reports through March 30th. William Fuentes of Palm Coast in Florida saw two over the weekend, recorded them on video, sent them over to the Pentagon. Sightings of unidentified objects in 2020 rose by 1,000 nationwide compared to 2019, more than 7,200 sightings in 2020. Mm. 7,200 sightings. So this guy, this Lou guy, is saying it's really weird when you look at these things because they have no propulsion. You know, it's not like they got a jet right. engine. They can go all kinds of different angles really quickly, change direction real fast, and they move at unbelievable speeds like tens of thousands of miles an hour, well beyond any of our jets. You know, nothing. we have nothing like that. And as far as Gs are concerned, you know, we, our guys, they're pretty much out at 9 Gs. Good night, you know, and right. a, a, our best jet starts to fall apart at 17 Gs. These things are pulling 600-plus Gs when they turn and uh, do all these moves. They can go into water and come out of the water and not be changed or injured or hurt or crashed or, you know, in, in and out of the water, man. Down in the ocean. They disappear for a while and back up out of the ocean. They come, and they have all this on video now, according to this guy. So he says this. He says, the first thing is, could be extraterrestrial. That's a possibility. Now, that's what everybody looks at first when they think of UFO. The Some, some in the Pentagon told him, don't be talking about this, because these are demonic, and these are the signs in the heavens that Jesus predicted, and that's what you're seeing go on here, these demons flying around. And that it's a, it's, a, it's a different dimension. In other words, um, he said, also, uh, they could be like normal everyday existence in our lives. And he gave the example, Sean, of the guys who first sailed off the edge of the earth and they came back and they were talking about sea monsters. And now we know those sea monsters were octopus and great white sharks and all that. He said it could be that where it's just something that has been with us forever and we just never have, we don't have enough info, but it's a normal existence with us here on our planet. But he said the worst possible scenario, and this is the one that has everybody in the Pentagon scared to death of, it's some other country on the planet that has this technology where they could wipe out any country or any city or any body on the planet with a nuclear strike uh, in in two seconds flat, and they they totally dominate us. Tucker did a show on this last night that this is a huge uh, intelligence failure if it is that because it'd be the biggest intelligence failure of ever if if it's I, another I, country. I, I mean, I, I you know me, I'm kind of uh, Star Trekky and and I. And I I'm fascinated by stuff like quantum physics and, and things like that and, and extraterrestrial stuff. And I, I cannot believe any country on the face of this planet could create something like that. Because in order for a vehicle to move the way these things move, it would have to be some sort of anti-gravity thing uh, where they're just not beholden to the laws of gravity. I mean, I, I hate to say that I would, be, I, I would believe more that it's like interna- interdimensional beings who can pass between dimensions uh you know we talked about this last week that most of what we are is empty space uh, space between the spaces if you will and we we suspect that there are other dimensions and entire other existences and civilizations that happen within our own existence or they're just freaking extraterrestrials they're just highly advanced critters from some other place because if they were trying to get here from some other place to cover those vast dif- uh, uh, distances, and frankly, just to even be able to find us, they would have to be thousands of years advanced beyond us. Thousands. I cannot believe that there's any technology on Earth, 
as we know the nations of the earth that would be capable of pulling something like that off. That I just I know it sounds weird to say I believe more in aliens and interdimensional beings than I do that some other country has developed anti-gravitational technology, but I, that's that's just honestly how I think. I just like who would that be? Even the Russians? I mean, come on. This is uh this is something well be this is something be well beyond anything we are capable of doing in our on our best day. So I, that's what I think. I, I think the hey, Trey. I think the aliens. I'll, I'll just kind of wait and watch and see what happens. And <laughs> well, maybe see if we just it's screw possible. up the whole planet. Then they'll come on down and say, "Stop! Well, hang on." <laughs> I remember. I remember a movie from a long time ago from the seventies called Chariots of the Gods. You know, and that they oh, yeah. actually brought us. They brought us here. That's what the pyramids are. They dumped us here, and then we. They've been watching us. You know, we we're in a petri dish, and they're standing over us and watching us. I don't. I don't know. I I, I don't necessarily believe that. I. I would tend toward the whole concept of interdimensional. Like, how many dimensions are there? We don't know. You know, we have no clue. They could be limitless. There could be a gazillion dimensions that we can't see, feel, touch, hear, anything with our current senses. We do know that there are things happening right in front of our faces right now that you can't see smell, touch, taste, it's happening right in front of your face right now. We know that for a fact. We also, those of us who are Bible-believing Christians, we also know there's another dimension where we will eventually go. So there is, you know, another dimension there. There is a spiritual dimension and spiritual warfare, and all that stuff is real. If you believe the Bible, then you believe that. So, you know, uh, there is there, there are other dimensions. I just don't know how many there are, and if these things are coming from those dimensions, dipping into ours. I know. It sounds really weird, but hey, you know, a hundred years ago, a hundred and fifty years ago, picking up a, a device and calling your aunt Sue halfway around the globe was kind of a weird uh, thought back then too, and certainly carrying one in your pocket every day that is now more powerful than the computers that went on the Apollo spacecraft, right? Right. Well, if there's space critters, take me with you. Come on, man. I'll, I'll do the been- Richard Dreyfus thing with you. I'll go with you. Take You've been me with begging. You. you every time we talk about this, you beg to be taken away by. I've been by on the lockdown age. for a year, man. I, I, I go to Mars. I just want to get off New Gilbo <laughs> Road. <laughs> I just want to get off my if damn I'm, street, man. All right, so take I'm the me kids, to I'm Venus or wherever the hell you're from. <laughs> if I'm the kids, I'm going to be like, Dad really wants to go, doesn't he? He wants out of here real bad. <laughs> they may ask you to leave. <laughs> Don't make me start making a big model of Devil's Tower in the kitchen, all right? Just hey, might. put me on a ship, man. I'll, Could I'll be coming. Bring, drop me off later on after you're done with all your experiments, man. It'll give me something to write about for the rest of my life. <laughs> KTSA and Kitchen Design by Giovanni presenting Serving Those Who Serve, where you can win a complete shower makeover for nominating an active or retired service member. Just go to KTSA.com to enter right now. Presented in part by Quarterman Plumbing, Heat, and AC Institute for Functional Health and Helen's Money Team Guild Mortgage. Check it out, KTSA.com. Zeus is what I want you to check out as well. Carzeus.com, C-A-R-Z-E-U-S, Carzeus.com, always the people that are going to offer you the best on your vehicle, whatever it is that you're trying to sell, and they'll make it the easiest process to be able to sell your vehicle. You can sell it today and be done with it today and on to whatever's next. Maybe you need the extra cash. Okay, uh, Phil and his team at Carzoos can make that happen. Or you just don't want to have to deal with the whole thing of going to the dealership and trading in and all that. Okay, no no worries. Log on to Carzoos.com. Carzoos, C-A-R-Z-E-U-S, Carzoos.com. You will get a free no obligation offer. You are not committing to them. It's a free no obligation offer. So you have nothing to lose and the ability to sell your vehicle. Check them out today at